This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. This is Kelly and Company. Thanks for joining us. 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on weekdays. We are here on AMI-audio. And if you've uh, missed any part of today's show, first of all, we're on every eight hours. So you can check out the repeats of Kelly and Company shortly. Uh, Also, we are available on your favorite podcast platform. That you can find us as a full show or in segmented format, which I find to be much easier to share with people who you might, uh, or you think might enjoy the content that you heard. I'm Ramia Amadin here with Brock Richardson, and this is Thursday. Well, Ramia, Compass Club is a fully accessible travel guide company looking to help adults with disabilities and their, make friends and have fun with daily trips around southern Ontario. Joining us now to chat more is founder, Tanya Sizer. Tanya, welcome to the program. Nice to have you along. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So let's start with the fact that you and your husband, Steve, founded the Compass Club. Where did you get the idea for this? Oh, uh, well, that's easy. I uh, worked for an agency, um, Community Living Hamilton, for many, many years. And uh, in my role there, I um, supported small groups of individuals who have intellectual disabilities uh, to attend day trips and vacations, um, as well as other, you know, um, recreation activities like crafts and bowling and movies and things like that. So, um, yeah, about five and a half years ago, we decided that this was something that I wanted to just branch off and uh, do this on my own. My husband, uh, Steve, he still works full time, but he um, he pitches in uh on his vacation days. <laughs> I kind of make him nice. do that. <laughs> of course, of yeah. course. Well, what yeah. kind of um, trips have you done? Trips and ideas of, of day out? Sure, sure. Um, so we, um, we've, we've done so many things. Um, and I, I just want to say there's, you know, accessibility has, I think, improved so much in the last few years that a lot of, you know, tourist locations they're wanting your dollars. And so of course they're, they're wanting to create themselves as accessible and, um, but, and, and also being inclusive and welcoming. And I think that's really a, a key um, part to, to um, accessing some of these places. But um, just to name a few, just in the last uh, few weeks, we've gone to the London air show. Um, nice. Where, yeah, yeah, and and that that was a great experience. Um, I think COVID, uh, you know, has changed the way some uh, venues and attractions um, provide their their um, festivities, <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for for example, the London Air Show, they switched um, their access to being a drive-in. Um, so, anyone with any kind of vehicle, whether it's accessible or just your regular minivan. Uh, you can drive in, um, you're right on the tarmac, um, you can listen to the the um, the show through a, a spe- uh, special um, radio station, and and the, the show is taking place right over top of the cars and the buses and, and whatnot, so um, in that way it's become, 
you know, quite accessible for, for anybody to participate in. Um, we've done um, boat cruises. We're, we're based in Hamilton here, so we get to go in all different directions, you know, within about an hour or so. So uh, we've accessed the um, uh, boat cruises in Niagara, like the Hornblower Cruise. Um, we have one close by the Grand River Boat Cruise, and they've been really wonderful in uh, being accessible with, with our groups. So quite often we'll have uh, individuals who uh, use walkers or, uh, or wheelchair users themselves. Um, so they've been really great at getting us to pre-board um, ahead of the rest of the group. Um, uh, and then just allowing us, you know, to get seated and, and before the, the rest of the crowd comes in. So we've had wonderful experiences with them. Sounds uh, great. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think this is probably a question that's based on trip-by-trip uh, -trip basis, but how mm -hmm. do you make your trips accessible? Well, like you say, it's trip-by-trip, trip, but it's uh, more the individuals themselves. So um, we put out a, a, a booklet each month of uh, locations that we've found that, um, you know, would be exciting. So we do a lot of theater shows, um, but, uh, bus tours, train tours, um, and uh, so when we're booking our tickets, we make sure that we do have a, a few that are inaccessible seating. Um, and then we, we base it on who is, um, you know, wanting to, to come on those trips. So we pick, uh, place a big focus on grouping individuals together who have uh, similar interests, because that's where we want people to really um, meet others that, uh, that they can become friends with. We don't, you know, push that, but we hope that that happens and it does quite often. So, um, so we want people to have similar interests. And then we also look at what their ability level is. So, um, you know, somebody with a, uh, a vision uh, impairment, we've, we've had um, really wonderful uh, experiences through the Drayton Festival Theater um, by just talking with a house manager. There was, there was a time where um, we didn't know this person was, was going to come on the trip. Uh, she booked at the last minute. And then we realized our seats were a little far back, somewhere in the accessible seating, which tends to be at the back of the theater. Um, so we just contacted a house manager and we've done that um, quite a few times. And uh, they were able to have her seated along with another friend up much closer to the stage where she was able to have a, a better view of the stage. Mm. Yeah, it was uh, it was really great. <clears throat> and until you, you know, are faced with that experience, you don't know that that's something you can do. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's something we learn for future activities. So do you have a lot of volunteers that come out through the club or do you, um, you know, encourage people to bring uh, guides and uh, companions and all of that to to make the trip more accommodating and more fun? Well, um, the funny thing is uh, I do the trips mostly myself. Um, wow. So with the individuals that come, um, most are, are able-bodied and um, they may just have a, a learning disability or intellectual disability. And so um, as a PSW, uh, I would you know, provide that support to the individuals who do come. And our groups are just small. So we have um, a nine-seater bus. Um, 
And uh, we, we also try to remove the barrier of transportation and, and getting to a location. And so I drive around to pick each person up from their home. We do the, the trip and then we come back and drive every, or drop everybody off as well. Right. But uh, in terms of volunteers, I do get offers a lot, <laughs> usually from family members and, uh, you know, people who are just seeing how much fun we're having and wanting to join in. Right. Um, so we, we do have people come uh, to help wherever we can. Yeah. What's the length of the day for you, like from uh, pick up to drop off to the whole day, or does it depend mm-hmm. on the trip? Yeah, it depends on the trip. So if we're heading out of town, that could be uh, about an eight-hour day. Um, you know, uh, it takes about an hour to to pick people up. Um, uh, and then, so if we're going to Niagara Falls, I might start picking people up around nine, and then we're on the road by 10, and we factor in some bathroom breaks and, and this and that. And depending on where we're going, we stop for lunch or if lunch is included in the venue. Like quite often we find ourselves um, in Niagara Falls for the Greg Fru and Magic Show. Uh, where lunch is included there. Um, and so we'll, we'll have lunch and a show together. Uh, and then we're back on the road usually by three or four o'clock and having everybody home by five. So, hmm yeah, it's a it's a, a good long day out though. It's uh, a long day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a long but fun and but fun, day. yeah, yeah, and enjoyable, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What type of feedback have you been given? Um, you know, with the individuals who come on the trips or volunteers or as you said, people who see that you guys are having an awesome time. Right, we we get a lot of really wonderful feedback. Um, a lot from the individuals themselves that come. Um, they, they see what we're trying to do, uh, which is to help people make friends, um, and have fun. And that's, that's really what's, what ends up happening on our bus. Um, we, we kind of have somebody play DJ on the bus. So, you know, everybody kind of can yell out a a song that they want to hear and it, it comes over the stereo and everybody's singing along. And so we have a really great atmosphere, um, on the tour bus, you know, coming and going and, quite often it's not just the activity of what it is that we're doing. You know, it's not the actual theater. It's the off times of when you make those friends. And so, um, yeah, we hear it all the time that, um, you know, people are starting to to call each other outside of the club. So uh, we call ourselves Compass Club Tours. Um, But yeah, people are um, having those connections uh, and, we hear from their family, of course, too, you know, how much they're looking forward to their next trip with us. And, um, and they look forward to the booklet coming out each month, too. So it's something that they can pick and choose uh, for what, what interests them. Is there any thought of expanding possibly across the country? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that would be... Um, I. I, I'm not personally ready for that myself, but uh, definitely the demand is there um, because we are always, uh, unfortunately, having to turn people away. So, um, yeah, this is definitely something that could could expand easily. But, um, yeah, we just haven't put our minds to thinking that far yet. What do you find is, uh, you would say, one of the most rewarding parts or the reward for you running this group and doing what you do? 
Um, I think it's the the laughter and the friendship part. Um, that's the most rewarding. Um, there's also a good component of, um, you know, helping people to face some fears. You know, sometimes they'll sign up for a, a trip that they didn't really um, have a full understanding of what it was they were coming to. And so, you know, for one example, we had um, a gentleman who just didn't like the idea of getting on a boat, uh, but we went, had gone to the African Lion Safari um, and there was a, a pontoon boat ride that you can take around a, a small little island there and to be able to see more. And um, he wasn't prepared for that, but uh, just with a little, you know, uh, <laughs> coaching or, you know, just some friendly words and the rest of the group. So not just myself, but but his new new friends are saying, oh, you know, come on, it's easy. You just have to easy step on. And he did. And when when he got off the boat, he was just all smiles that uh, he didn't know why he hadn't done it before. So um, I really love being able to provide opportunities like that for people. Um, uh, we haven't done large trips in a while, so I'm meaning overnight trips, but we we have done trips to uh, Florida. We've done a lot of Florida vacations. Uh, and so, so for some people, um, they haven't had the opportunity to just get on an airplane. Uh, and so that's quite an experience yeah. for people. Yeah. So. Sounds so, so great for sure. And I love the story of someone conquering their fears. I love that. Yeah. Where can we yeah. learn more? Uh, we have a, a website, compassclub.ca. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. And it's such, uh, such great work you do as somebody who is uh, wheelchair bound. I really appreciate programs like this and without people like you there's people who can't get out in the community so love the work you do and uh, hope to have you on again in the future to hear about more of what you're up to thank you so much that means a lot thank you that you're welcome that was tanya sizer founder of compass club talking to us about her fully accessible travel guide company it's a really uh, wonderful initiative, and I do appreciate, like you were saying, Brock, the examples of individuals who were like, mm, I don't know, but with the encouragement and community support, uh, they they felt like they could try something new. That's always wonderful. Yeah, I can't I can't tell you how many times in my life with my respite workers and things like that I've tried something just because mm -hmm. I got a little extra nudge from them to do something. Exactly. And you know someone's going to be there for you. We're going to take a break and come back with our roundtable because it is a Thursday. Joining us is audio describer JJ Hunt. We'll be back. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.